Thinking in Maps from the Roscox Cave to Modern Knowledge Graph. How, what do hieroglyph, flowchart, root sign, and knowledge graph have in common? They are thinking maps. Humans have been thinking in maps since the very first symbolic communication system. While thinking in maps may first bring to mind the idea of cartography, a map doesn't need to be geographic. It can be any symbolic depiction of the relationship between elements of some physical or mental space such as scene, objects, or areas. In the December 2007 edition of Philosophy of Mind, Professor Elizabeth Camp, whose research has focused on forms of thought that do not fit standard models, wrote, Thinking in maps is substantively different from thinking in sentence. In this article, we will explore the inception of thinking in maps from the Lost Gods, caves to ancient Egypt, Babylon, and China, all the way to modern information science and knowledge management. With reference to great map thinkers such as Leonardo da Vinci, Isaac Newton, and Walter Disney, across philosophy, religion, geography, business, art, and science, back up for a journey through time and human mind. A history of thinking in maps. I vividly remember visiting the Lacroix Cove in the south of France when I was a child. Well, visiting Lacroix's second and exact copy of the Great Hall of the Ball and the Painted Gallery as the original caves are close to the public for conservation. Fortunately, seven years old me didn't fully comprehend she was visiting a replica and it felt like traveling in time. When thinking about these caves, people mostly picture painting of horses, orcs, and deers, but Lascaux is home to something I find even more enthralling, one of the oldest known maps in the world, and it's a map of the sky, not the earth. The dot is dot on the walls of Lascaux which dates back to 14,500 before Christ, Orium, Taurus, and Pleiades. Considering the historical entanglement of the star with God and sacred stories, which gave us the name and shape of most of today's constellation. The depiction of a star map on the wall of Lascaux is unlikely to have been used as a purely geographical tool. In fact, the oldest surviving map of the wall, circa 600 before Christ, is symbolic as opposed to literal, aligned with local religious views of the time, the Babylonian map of the world depicts the world as a circle surrounded by water, and the river tree omits people who were well known to be Babylonian, such as Egyptian or the Persian. Of course, purely geographical maps have also played an important role in the history. For example, the very few geographical maps that survived from ancient Egypt show advanced soil technique which may have been developed to establish the exact limit of private property after the annual Nile's flood. Some evidence suggests that but the possibility that the 
Phoenician knew about the spherical Earth model, and from the Roman Empire to modern times, maps have been used in time of war and peace to devise strategic attacks or to agree on treaties. But most ancient maps carry a symbolic meaning through the use of figurative geometrical shapes, pictograms, and allegorical devices, while literal cartography attempting to map the exact contour of the world is captivating as well. I want to focus on map and thinking too. It's a device to capture our mental exploration and expand our mind. The ancestral mapping of our thoughts and worldwide should connect visual symbol, which originates from both the physical and the mental world, can still be found in our writing system today. Before humans started using codified alphabet proto-writing in project, connected mnemonic and ideographic symbols to represent rudimentary concepts. Some of the earliest known writing was such as the limestone Sumerian keys tableau from around 3500 before Christopher depicted pictographic writing where symbols are combined together to create new meaning. Some scholars think it's probable that the general idea of expressing words of a language in writing was brought to Egypt from Sumerian Mesopotamia. This grief combined together were used to map one's thought in a visual form that was considered much more than a simple communication tool. Scribes were expected to attend the religious and artistic aspects of the hierography as well. Over time, some of the Egyptian hieroglyphs started being used as phonograms, whose meaning is determined by pronunciation independent of visual characteristics. These 24 signs are constant letters I believe to have become the inspiration for the original alphabet that was ancestral to nearly all other, including the Latin alphabet. Common visual symbol, pictogram, a symbol that conveys its meaning through its pictorial remembrance to a physical object, ideogram, a graphic symbol that represents an idea or concept independent of specific world or phrases. Logogram, a written character that represents a world of face, phrase. Today, many languages use an alphabetical system, Latin, Cyrillic, Greek, Armenian, Georgian, Hangul, and Abjad, similar to the 24 ancient Egypt Greece, a writing system in which each symbol stands for a constant, leaving it to the writer to infer the vowel. These include Arabic and Hebrew, and all Alpha syllabary, where vowels are denoted by their critical marks such as Sanskrit and Thai. However, 1.4 billion people still use logographic systems where symbols are combined together to create meaning. For instance, in Chinese, Hu is composed of Zhen, Person, and Mu, three. Of course, through some of the years of revolution means that modern Chinese speak cannot rely on simply the ciphering each part of the logogram to get the meaning. You will find the logogram in the character C to humiliate and to 
regret, which is not particularly helpful. Beyond logograms are most allocal to use pictogram in addition to the written language to communicate meaning. Every road sign is a minimap using symbolic shapes and color to connect two or more ideas together and create new meaning. Look around you. Laundry symbol, cooking instruction, common software icon, all of those are tiny maps made of connected symbols your mind has been exposed to enough time to interpret automatically. When thinking in maps, world maps, or often analogmated with world map, to create visual representation of our knowledge, belief, or question. The Great Map Thinkers Leonardo da Vinci is probably one of the most famous visual thinkers in the history, with about self south page of note and drawing, combining art and natural philosophy. These are the principle of for the development of complete mind. Study the science of art, study the art of science, realize that everything connects to everything else da Vinci wrote in one of his notes. In the polymath unlocking the power of human versatility by Wakas Ahmed, art of historian Martin Kemp is quoted remarking, one of the characteristics we find of polymath is that they seek links well with this separation. For Leonardo da Vinci, everything is linked up. Da Vinci is often credited with being an early user of mind maps. However, while Da Vinci was thinking in maps, as can be seen in the many cross-disciplinary connections he made across visual artists, mathematical, engineering, astronomy, and more, which allowed him to see the interconnectedness of seemingly disparate aspects of the world. There is no evidence of a clear mind map or concept map as drawn by Da Vinci. Instead, one of the earliest maps we know can be found in the Codex Amiatinus, the oldest surviving example of a complete Bible, which was commissioned as a gift for the Pope in 692. Its beautifully simple visual, visual representation of the outline of the Bible, what I found fascinating is that more than um, thousands uh, 300 years later, the expected flow of thought of this map will feel natural to any modern observers, with the central idea that the top branching out of subcomputers like a modern organization charts. This early mind map was created by Cassiodorus, a Roman author who is known for integrating such a diagram in his writing. What is remarkable about his diagram is that Cassiodorus doesn't use them to illustrate or complete the text. Instead, the diagram are the text analyzing elements of rhetorical, philosophical, and mathematical theory of showing how the component interact with its order. Much later, Ramon Lun, a mathematician and philosopher from the Kingdom of Majorca, Considered a polymath and pioneer of component theory by many historians, was an enthusiastic user of visual map as a tool for thought. His tree of science represented each scientific area by a tree with root, trunk, branches, leaves, and fruits. The roots represent the basic principles of each science. The trunk is the true truth, the branches, the genre, the leaves, the species, and the fruit, the individual. 
While many early maps were religious in nature, thinking in maps seemed to be common among scientists inside Newton, was another great map thinker. Using diagrams to explore scientific concepts and research ideas, this example is from his note kept at the Cambridge University Library. More recently, and outside of the scientific realm, this intricate map based on Walt Disney's vision of the interconnected relationship between his company, business, and it was included in an internal representation by a Disney executive in 1957. What makes this map particularly interesting is its emphasis on dynamic relationships rather than static links. While I hope this short journey throughout the age show the human have been thinking map for millennia, the term mind map itself is actually fairly recent. To besides its died from 1974, when it was used by Orson and educational consultant Tony Busan in a BBC TV series called Use Your Head. Tony Busan is often credited as the inventor of the mind map. More accurately, he invented the term mind map. This day, mind mapping is probably the most well-known visual way to make sense of the world. However, there are many other ways to think in maps. How to think in maps? Probably because of the natural inspiration from actual tree, see Leon tree of science early in this article, or Darwin tree of life, mental maps as tree with a trunk and branches seem to be the oldest form of node link diagram. However, as the need to visually represent complex ideas evolved, new ways of thinking in maps were devised. Here are just a few types of maps for thought, which differ by the types of nodes, the interlinking rules, the directionality of the link, and the absence of presence of a root node. I'll thank. Radial maps, these maps include traditional mind maps, are a rudimentary form of thinking in maps, starting from a central concept connected idea expand outward in a radical manner, while radial maps offer a useful early exploration to the lack of interconnection between child nodes is one of the limitations of this approach. Nested maps, starting from a general concept and growing inward, nested maps could be as the opposite of radial maps, pretty rigid. Nested maps make it hard to change the relationship between nodes. Topic map, more flexible than radial maps. Topic map allow for interlinking between topics without following a radial structure. They combine both association between topics and occurrence of each topic. Process map, also called flowchart. Process maps are directionary with each concept connected to in a specific order. They are powerful tools to think about procedures which involve multiple decisions and are extremely common to represent information processing. Concept maps, developed by Professor Joseph Novak and this team at Cornell University in the 1970s. As the, a tool to increase meaningful learning in science students, concept maps use a context frame instead of a specific starting point. The relationship between concepts can be articulated in linking phrases such as contribute to, includes, or shows, and by directional links, 
can be used to capture complex relationships between concepts with reciprocal interactions. You might have noticed this map use increasingly intricate system to connect information and represent the relationship between pieces of knowledge. All the any limitation to thinking in maps, how close exactly can such a mental map bring us to represent the complex thinking happening inside our minds? The advent of the knowledge graph, one of the apparent limitations of thinking maps, is managing the sheer complexity and intrinsic messiness of our thought process. It's extremely challenging to visualize, visually represent substantial volume of dynamic ideas all at different stages of formulation. With intricate bidirectional relationships, this is why all of the thinking methods we explored is captured only a small subset of knowledge fixed at a specific point in time. To address this challenge, let's turn to one of the most ambitious areas of thinking. Ambitious because it seeks answers to questions that may not have an answer. Ontology. Ontology, the philosophical study of being concerned itself with exploring the nature of becoming an existence, as well as the most fundamental categories of being and the relationships. Ontologies ask questions such as what is a thing? Into what categories, if any, can we sort existing things? What are the various modes of being of entities. While the first use of the term ontologia seemed to have appeared in 1660 in Ogdaus Scholastica by Jacob Lohart, the earliest ontologies known to us can be traced back to ancient philosophers such as Plato and Aristoteles, and also appear in Hindu philosophy as early as the first millennium BC are exploring the fundamental nature of resistance and the relationship between different categories of being. Fast forward the modern times, where every day academic field use ontologies to limit complexity and turn raw information into knowledge. Information science and ontology is a formal representation and definition of the categories, properties, and relationship between the concepts that make up an area of knowledge. This formal representation can have a profound impact on the way we think and the way we interact with the world. For instance, the modern web is built on the practical application of ontological principles such as the standards set by the World Wide Web Consortium to create a semantic web and make internet data machine readable. I have a dream for the web become capable of analyzing all the data on the web, the content, link, and transaction between people and computer, King Berners-Lee. Berners-Lee dream come closer to reality when Google launched its knowledge graph in 2012, enhancing its certain young results with relational information from a variety of sources. Today, Google Knowledge Graph has collected and connected billions of real-world or abstract concepts with almost new no human intervention. If they are used to map something as complex as the modern world, can such a 
graphs be used to map complex and dynamic knowledge. Indeed, knowledge graphs use as a way to formally represent the meaning of information by describing concepts, categories, and relationships between concepts appear to be one of the most established and most efficient modern ontology visualization methods. While the indented tree visualization is more organized and familiar to novice users, subjects found the graph visualization to be more controllable and intuitive without visual redundancy, particularly for ontologies with multiple inheritance, right Fu et al. in the 2013 study looking at popularity and effectiveness of common techniques used by practitioners to visualize ontological data. The integration of such inheritance and interconnection is what makes bidirectional knowledge of a graph more powerful than simple tree and other radial maps when it comes to capturing dynamic knowledge, which is why they can be used to capture complex thought processes as well. In a visionary essay anticipating many aspects of today's information society, Dr. Vanis Bash, then director of the Office of Scientific Research and Development in the United States, imagined a memory machine allowing individuals to record, connect, and redeem their knowledge. Consider a future device in which an individual store all his books, records, and communication, in and which is mechanized so that it may be consulted with exceeding speed and flexibility. It is an large intimate supplement to his memory. He wrote in the 1945, coining the term memics. The concept of memics influenced the earlier development of hypertext system, eventually leading to the creation of the internet as we know it today, the big collective knowledge management system ever beat. However, for almost 75 years, a true personal knowledge management system, creating the benefits envisioned by Dr. Vanneval seemed like a distant dream. This has all changed in the past few years, with a renaissance in knowledge management software, including the lack of notion, and more recently, wrong. Both make use of flexible formula to connect and retrieve information. ROM, in particular, offers both automated bidirectional linking and visual knowledge graphs for users to organically explore, while Notion databases may feel more akin to radial maps or nested maps because of the product's hierarchical approach to information. ROM databases feel closer to concept maps, where the context frame encompasses all of the user knowledge. The early success of this new metacognition tool has inspired the creation of alternative is with its own party place in terms of how knowledge should be connected and represented effectively shaping variety worldwide for their user. Whichever model prevails in the knowledge management quest, the next logical step seems to be the meta-modeling of thinking in maps, a model made of a new language and new schema for the semantic data constituting all thought processes. Or as Conor White Sullivan, the founder of Rome Buddhist, a collection of algorithm of thought. One can only guess what format and medium this metamodel will employ, but one day the tool we use will catch up with the way of mind thinking in maps.